Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back, everybody. It's Biscuits. It is a hockey podcast. It is episode number something. I don't know. I just tried to find what it was, and I've I've lost track. Uh, I am Dave. I am in Brooklyn. I am a, a vice sports sort of employee. Not necessarily a full-time employee, but I, I love it here. I love coming here every week and, and seeing the people and chatting up the security guard. He's, he's, he's good times. Uh, up in Ottawa, where's my buddy? Hey Dave. Hi Sean. How are yeah, you? It's, I'm I'm doing good. I'm coming to you from snowy Ottawa, the site of the season's first outdoor game in a few days. I definitely I knew that before you emailed me and reminded me of that yesterday. I yeah, totally knew is, that. There is a huge buzz mm-hmm. around the Ottawa Senators hosting an outdoor game. Wait, let me try and guess who they're playing. Uh Ed, Ed, no, it can't be Edmonton. Toronto? Is it Toronto? No, it's not Toronto. Close. It's they're playing Montreal uh, in to to mark the anniversary of the first or one of the first NHL games 100 years ago, which the game will not actually be the anniversary of, but it's it's like three <laughs> days away, so it's close enough. All right. I mean, it is now the second year of the hundred year anniversary, so you can pretty much do whatever exactly. you want at this point. So um, last night on the other podcast that I do, the Puck Soup podcast with the American that. This is not the Canadian that is Sean. Uh, somebody posed a question at the end of the podcast, and I wanted to get your take on it. They wanted to know who would win in a two versus two fight to the death. Would it be me and you, or would it be Marek and Wyshynski? And the response seemed to be that Marek could take both of us at the same time. But I don't know. I, I wanted to. I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't love our. <laughs> I don't love our odds on on that one. I, you know. Merrick is, uh, yeah, he he seems like he'd be like a sneaky, good fighter. Yeah. Like he's he's all like he's all tattooed up and everything. That is true. He is tattooed. So up. he seems like the sort of guy that you'd like. He seems kind of non-threatening, you know, when you see him on TV. But he seems like the guy who'd like secretly, like, do like amateur MMA in his spare time and just. <laughs> Choke. I mean, I'd, I'd make a beeline right for Wachinski. Like, there's no. I did. It would be like a. It'd be like an '80s Battle of Alberta brawl where like Gretzky and Curry would just find each other and and kind of like go dance <laughs> off in the corner. And that's, that would be me and Wish, and I'd leave you to get choked out by Merrick. 
Yeah, I, I do. I do worry because I feel like Marek has like that junior hockey strength where like he just watches yeah. junior hockey fights all the time, and like he just would just his forearms could just. Yeah, just and he's he's a me. he's a Stouffville guy, and there's not a lot to do in Stouffville, so uh, other than other than fight. So yeah, I don't. Uh, right. I I, yeah. I don't I don't love our odds on that one. All right, I, yeah, that's what. Oh, you, you do another podcast? I didn't know about this. Oh, I didn't. I didn't tell you. Yeah. Oh. Oh wow, this is awkward. Oh. Um, yeah, it, it's it's it doesn't mean anything to me the way this one does. I just it's just a it's just something I have to do once a week. It's not. I'm sorry. Okay, I am. All right, we're gonna get past this. <laughs> Dave, Dave and I are gonna get into counseling and. <laughs> it's an we'll open po- it's an week. open podcast relationship we have. Apparently, right? apparently it is. <sighs> So Eric Carlson, this is the, by the way, this is now an Eric Carlson yes. podcast. That's all this is. That's all we do is talk about Eric Carlson. Yeah. How's your, well, how's, if, how's your favorite team doing now that Eric Carlson? If, if, if you're going to be the Ottawa Senators and you're about to host the entire <laughs> hockey world for an outdoor game, like what better time to do it than when your team is, is imploding. I, I don't know if you saw it. Apparently I didn't hear it, but apparently Bob McKenzie was on the radio this morning. And he described the senator situation as "quote a rocket to hell." Ooh, I think that's Which actually that's bad. that's ACDC's third album, isn't it? That might be, yeah. But I mean, that's I'm not I'm like I'm not an insider, so I'm not totally up on my hockey terminology. <laughs> but I feel like "rocket to hell" is is bad. Yeah, that, and that's gone sideways up there, hasn't it? It's it's gone seriously sideways. Not not just in terms of the team and and the one loss record, although that's that's gone very sideways. I mean, they've they've lost four straight, which is not good considering before that they had lost seven straight. So I mean, they they've got one win in their last twelve, and it, they they are fading badly in the playoff race. Maybe not as badly as they could be. That they're lucky in a sense that they're they're in the Atlantic Division, which it looks like that third spot is going to be pretty pretty low hanging fruit. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's getting ugly on the ice and then off the ice, it's, it's getting really ugly with this, this Eric Carlson thing. Like, it's weird. We talked a week or two ago about the Carlson and and Drew Doughty quotes where they both had similar comments about free agency. And it feels like that's become almost a non-story in LA. Like they just laughed it off and, and, and moved on. And if there was anything to be said, it was said internally and, and, uh, and, and they're past it. Whereas in Ottawa, it's it's prompted this kind of crisis almost, where we're told that I guess internally the that the senators didn't like that Eric Carlson was publicly talking about getting full value when he when he hit free agency and uh, and all that, which which I can understand. I, I think that's that's reasonable um, to to not necessarily want to see your best player making those kind of comments. Um, but it, it, some, some of the reports seem to suggest that it's, you know, maybe it's more than just somebody somewhere being annoyed that there, there were some, some conversations internally that, that they may have sat him down. He, he went and then gave another interview where he basically, it, it was actually kind of funny because he's given this interview where he's like, I haven't even thought about free agency. I that know. hasn't even crossed my mind. And I love that. You're like, you're like, Eric, like we, we saw what you said two days ago. Like, you, like we were we're aware of that. We we kind of saw it. So, 
but he's he's clearly sort of backtracking on it. But then the report that came on Saturday on Hockey Night Canada was that the senators had apparently asked Eric Carlson to provide them with his list of teams that he would be willing to accept a trade to um, as per his limited no trade clause where he can, he can specify some teams that he can go to and some that he can't. And I, I guess the story is that the senators had apparently we were told done this for all their players. So it wasn't an Eric Carlson specific thing. It was, it was, they had gone to all the players and said, okay, everybody, we want your lists. Now, since then, there have been reports that that may not be the case. Maybe, maybe Derek Broussard wasn't asked for a list or you know, some, some other guys. But it doesn't seem like they just went to Eric Carlson. But the fact that they went to him at all has has clearly got people here in Ottawa uh, interested and, and concerned that this could conceivably maybe be heading in a direction where they decide to move on in advance of free agency and, and pursue a trade situation uh, which, I mean, you, you and I were, we're, we're well documented that we we are all for big trades, but that man, that would be an awfully hard one for the senators to pull off and uh, uh, and and get anything close to fair value for. But maybe they got to think about it because their their season is has really gone off the rails at this point. Okay, first of all, the thing with all of the requests for the trade lists or no trade lists that Ottawa did with all the players you know what that's like that's like when you're like 19 years old and you go to the 7-eleven because you want to buy a playboy you're there for the playboy right but you also decide well to cover up the playboy thing I'm gonna buy you know some 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 potato chips and uh, some some orange juice and some other stuff and then I'll just throw them all over the playboy and then no one will be the wiser that I'm really only interested in the playboy they don't care about the other guy's trade list. They, all they care about is Carlson. So they put it out there that says, well, we asked for everybody's new. Yeah, but we know who's one you really wanted the most. Like, come on, man. Like, that's that's a really bad cover. And I love the Eric Carlson quote. Not, not the one at the beginning. I mean, the, 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 the original one was great, too, where he just said, I'm going to make a bunch of money. It's going to be awesome. And then the, the, the mea culpa one is great because I, I was reading it in, in Elliot's 30, 31 Thoughts. And the quote is, Carlson told Madani, Leaving is, quote, not something that I've ever considered. It's all about winning. <laughs> I want to be on a, and then there's a dash. And he goes, yeah. I've been here for nine seasons. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he's like, I want to be on it's, a, well, I mean, I've been here for a long time. Yeah. He's, like, if you read the, I don't think, I don't think they, uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe it is on tape somewhere, and maybe that would change the context. But if you just read it, it does really read as if it's Eric so funny. Internal monologue is fighting itself, <laughs> where it's like, I know what I have to say. Like the PR people have told me what points I have to hit, and yet, yeah, he really does seem to kind of stumble on the whole. Like I, I don't want to go anywhere. I want to win. And he says, "I've I, been here nine years." And then he says something like, "What?" Well, and they've always surrounded me with all yeah. the pieces I would need to win. And you're like, "That's like a hostage video, man." Like he's just saying whatever the people want him to say it, at that point. Like I'm like, a, you know, you're like looking at his hands going, like, "I don't, I don't see any rings." Like, did they? <laughs> are you sure? Uh, are you I sure they did that? I want to be on it, and you could tell a championship team was the next thing he was going to say, and then he realized, well, yeah. if I say that, that might that that's going to look bad because this isn't a champion. Uh, it's just, it's just such a great scene, man. I love it. I love this it was, stuff. It was to go from like, yes, I'm going to get maximum money when 
he didn't even say if when I hit free agency. And like two days later, you're like, oh, this thing you are describing, I have it has never even occurred to me. I don't know where. What is free agency? They got to him. They got to they him, did. man. It's like it's just like it's like a it's like an X Files episode where they're trying to you know catch the the, which is, the alien and then suddenly use the alien. Like oh my god, which is which is you know I again I think that's fair. Like I don't think the senators are wrong to like sit him down and be like, dude, not like don't don't talk about this publicly and definitely don't do it when we've lost seven in a row and and the season is is like you know like drew Doughty can and do also he has like no points in those seven games like carlson hasn't been doing anything yeah. either is, is the other funny part of this that i like yeah so i yeah it's uh there is like you know there's a lot of articles being written here in ottawa about you know it's it's time to shake things up it's time to make a trade is it time to make a coaching change i mean they they've they can't do that i mean you'd think yeah. the, the, the senators have got such a reputation for burning through coaches uh, you know to to uh, after after what Guy boucher did last year it would seem like just ridiculous to to even be thinking about that but it feels like you know this is a team that needs a major move and you know who who do you move like who if if it's not carlson and and we can assume that you know even if eric carlson was traded that wouldn't be something that would just be pulled together quickly that i mean we're talking you know the deadline probably at the earliest yeah you know who who else do you move like what's like nobody's nobody's calling you up for bobby ryan right now like nobody wants Dion enough no one's giving you a season changing deal for zach smith so you know there's a handful of guys you know like if they were going to move mike hoffman that would that would certainly that's uh, probably the guy i mean like there's that would be the guy or or Mark Stone is the other one where I mean you get a lot for him and and he's he's got a contract coming up soon so you know maybe, maybe that's a situation where you try to get ahead of that one but but here's the the real interesting thing I think for for Ottawa because and this is something that I think people are only kind of kind of grasping the significance of in the last little while as as things have gotten gotten real bad and it's starting to look like that you know this team really may not be very good is like when they made the matt duchene trade and they gave up kyle turris and they gave up prospects and they gave up draft picks including their first round pick this year and when that trade was announced it, it shortly after it it trickled out that they had worked in some protection for that pick and that if the if this year's pick were to end up being a top 10 pick they would get to keep it and it would then be next year's first round pick that would go to the avalanche and when we heard that i think a lot of us that certainly certainly myself uh our reaction was hey well that's that's a smart move by Pierre Dorian there. That's a smart move by the senators. They're, they're protecting themselves against the worst case scenario. You know, they, they were a playoff team at the time they made the trade. They were coming off a trip to the conference finals. You think they're, they've just gotten better by adding Matt Duchesne. You got to think they're not going to wind up with the top 10 pick, but who knows? Maybe somebody gets hurt. Maybe things go, go bad. Maybe they just miss the playoffs and then they win the lottery. You know, whatever the situation is, good job by him to build in some protection so that if worse comes to worse, uh, they don't lose a top 10 pick, but we're sitting here a month later and now suddenly worse comes to worse feels a lot different. And it starts to feel like maybe, maybe this isn't a team that could just slip into the bottom 10. Maybe this is a team that is kind of broken 
to take a step back and and go into rebuild and repair mode. And if that's the case, how do you do that when, in theory, the way to approach that would be you you try to strip down a little bit this year, but then next season would be the season you'd be aiming for. Next season would be the one where you'd say we're gonna this is when we're gonna hit rock bottom and then we start the climb. Uh, and how do you do that if it looks more and more likely like you're going to have a top 10 pick this year, which means you'll keep it, which means the Colorado Avalanche will get your 2019 pick no matter what, because that doesn't have any protection on it. Uh, and you could potentially be in a situation where you need to rebuild and you don't own your first round pick for the season you need to rebuild in, which I can tell you from experience as a Maple Leafs fan, having been through this three different times is the absolute worst case most miserable season that you can have as a fan uh to watch your team be terrible and and not even have your first round pick and that's suddenly the the situation that the senators seem like they might be facing well what would you do say let's say the 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 lottery balls come out and the, the cards are picked and let's say ottawa is picking eighth this year would you, would you, as an Ottawa Senators general manager, would you say, "All right, you know what? You take that pick. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna give you that." Or would you stick to the, the protection thing and say, "Actually, we're gonna keep that pick, and then you can take ours and, next year"? Because I think I'd give and, away the eight. Well, that's the question, and it's kind of a, it's kind of a fascinating one for a couple reasons. First of all, we don't actually, I don't think we know the 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 technical details. Like, I, I don't know whether that becomes the Ottawa's option to give away the pick or whether it just gets locked in. That's that, a good that point. Yeah, I don't know either. But but even if even if it did, even if it was locked in, the Senators could always go to the Avalanche and say, look, take take the eighth pick and you know, in exchange for the pick that you own next year. Cause because that's always that's always interesting. I mean if you if you voluntarily give up, let's say, an eighth overall pick, you're basically signaling that you think you'll be worse. It's next more year. likely than not you're going to be worse yeah. next year, which is, I mean, you know, we've we've kind of laughed a bit over over the last year at some of the panic over Ottawa's attendance issues and not selling out for playoff games and and this and that and and I do think that's been overblown uh but it, to send that message to a market like Ottawa that hey you know we we don't even think we're going to be a top 8 team next year that's that's a pretty that's a pretty tough one and if and if it comes down to a situation where you you don't automatically have that right and you have to negotiate it if you're Colorado do you take this year's eighth pick or do you say you know you know what we're going to we're going to roll the dice and take take next year's pick from you knowing that that decision might make the difference between Ottawa saying we're going to rebuild and bottom out or saying we can't rebuild so we might as well reload and 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 try to make a run at the playoffs like there there's a lot of pieces moving here and like I'll be honest, I I like what they did with Matt Duchesne at the time. I didn't really think through what it would mean if things got this bad this quickly because it just it didn't occur to me looking at this team that that things could go as far south as they've gone. Well, if you trade Eric Carlson, you should absolutely give up whatever, you know, late top ten pick you get this year because you're right. most definitely gonna be worse next year. But I don't know. I'm, I'm like, what, like, what's the number for you where you'd be like, all right, 
we're going to hold on to the pick and then give you the 2019 pick as opposed to like 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 what is is six would you keep the six it's, it's i feel like we're, i feel like we're doing a prices right game where it's like you have yeah. the six now yeah, do you want us to keep the six or do you and the crowd's like go they're holding up like five fingers five go to the five i i think i would yeah. i would give up the i think i would keep six and any six and below and give colorado anything above that yeah, I, like teams are weird about this. Like it's it is because I mean that's that's the thing, right? There's what's the best decision for the team, which isn't necessarily what's the best decision for the ticket sales department, which is not necessarily what's the best decision for Pierre Dorian because if he goes to er, uh, Eugene Melnick and says, "Yeah, we're gonna give up the eighth pick this year because we think we're gonna be even worse next year," what's stopping Eugene Melnick from going? Well, wait a second, I can. I can finish in the bottom five with a different GM. You, you, you're the one who made this trade. You're the one who who set this team up for what we thought was going to be success. And is it better as a GM to sort of bluff your way through and just hope that you get uh, you get one of those seasons where maybe you outperform what you should? You like last year? <laughs> like last year, Ex- exactly. Get one of those again? Oh. Yeah, I mean, that's. I was reading a piece last week. They said that's the absolute number one challenge for a team is to be it is it's not when things are going bad it's when things are going good to to realistically look at it and say okay are we actually good or it did we fluke into this a little bit and 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 it's certainly you know there were some examples given it's it's starting to seem like ottawa might be there and and maybe not i mean i this is a team where i i think all of us saw some some holes in the roster and all of us kind of felt like last year's playoff run was was based I don't want to say on luck, but you know, they got they got favorable matchups. They, they got, got a lot of lightning in the bottle. They got a lot yeah. of lightning yeah, in the bottle. That would be a good year. way to put it. Yeah. That would be a good way to put it. And and you know, we weren't uh, you know, I didn't see a single prediction that had the Senators going back to the conference final this year. In fact, and I saw a lot of predictions that have missing playoffs. I didn't see any that had them as potentially a bottom five team which is which is where they might be headed and um yeah the the mood here is is ugly right now and and by the way i mean you talk about timing of the outdoor game um looking even even shorter term than that i we're we're recording this tuesday morning tuesday night the ottawa senators are in buffalo to play the buffalo sabers which on the one hand, if if you desperately need a win, there's no team you'd rather be facing right now than the Sabers. On the other hand, if if you're on a, a so-called rocket straight to hell, <laughs> I love Bob, and, and you go and you, and you lose to the Sabers, I mean that's I, I don't know what rock bottom looks like, but I'm pretty sure losing to the Buffalo Sabers uh might might just be it and then wait and then wait, wait, wait 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 and now that i'm thinking about it when he says ottawa's on a rocket to hell did he mean they were just flying to buffalo is that maybe what he meant maybe that's it yeah maybe it's just describing their travel yeah plans. that could be just buffalo he's talking about well before we before we talk about something else on the eric carlson podcast are you are you trading him this year or are you you're you gonna hang on to him and well, and see, th- this is my thing: is is if let's let's for the sake of argument, and because because I still I'll put my prediction out there. I still think this gets resolved. I think he gets. I think he resigns. He probably signs a contract that maybe ends up being a little bigger than the Senators would want, and maybe they end up five years from now kind of regretting it a bit. But they, you know, they they can't extend him until July. I think they hold on to him. I think they delay and and stall a little bit, and I think 
the deal gets done and, and we kind of look back on this and, and go, okay, maybe, maybe it wasn't as bad as it seems, but for sake of argument, let's say that's not the case. Let's say you're the senators and internally you've got either Eugene Melnick saying, there's no way I, I, you know, I expect this guy to take 7 million and be happy about it. And I'm not paying him anymore. Or maybe Eric Carlson has signaled to you that he is, he is really not happy and he wants to go somewhere else or, or whatever the reason is, you feel like, yeah, we've got to move them. You know, I I always feel like teams in this situation, when you've got a guy who has this year and next year left on his deal, and you're talking about a move in a guy, if teams always seem to want to wait to the summer. Mm-hmm. They always seem, you know, for, for all the same, you know, there's going to be more cap space, there'll be more teams. That, to me, it. I mean, don't you get a lot more for a guy like Eric Carlson now? Oh, yeah. If if the team getting him knows they're getting two playoff runs instead of one, even if they can't, you know, even if they can't re-sign him. I mean, if, if you're a Stanley Cup contender right now and this is your window, you wouldn't want two Eric Carlson playoff runs? Like, it seems to me like you'd, you'd be willing to give up a lot for that. And, I mean, I know that trading is, is oh so complicated these days, but you got three months before the deadline to, to make something happen. It seems like now would be the time to do it, but I, I don't know. Like this is, this is so much more than a hockey deal in, in Ottawa. This is, this is, how do you, how do you work the PR? How do you, it, it, you know, let, let's not forget the senators are in the middle of trying to get a new arena. They've got that going on too. So, and that's kind of been an up and down process where they're trying to get this, this downtown arena where they finally, you finally won't have to drive for an hour outside of town to to get to a game you know how, how do you put that i mean imagine if the 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 flames were doing what they're doing and in the middle of trading johnny Gaudreau at the same time like that <laughs> situation to manage that the team might according to the rumor mill could potentially be for sale at some point how do you you know how does that impact things if your your number one player has just been sent out the door like there, there's so many pieces here and it, it goes so far beyond just what's going to win us the most games as a hockey team that uh i yeah i would not want to be pierre Dorian right now you you couldn't pay me enough to try to sort through this mess that's appeared uh, the rumor mill are, are they still hiring like do they do you still get the black lung at the rumor mill like like do you get like those really bad rumors <laughs> stuck in your lungs and you can't you can't you know you can't it swim anymore it's you know it's all the smoke from the hot stove oh god i know that's all those hot stoves at the rumor mill they're just oh it's terrible here so i'm 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 of the mind of it just seems like Eric carlson doesn't want to be there it seems like the senators can't afford him like if you look at their cap situation next year they have so much money already tied up in in a bunch of players and like the cap's going to go up a little bit next year but i don't know how much that helps ottawa when they don't want to spend money to begin with and well, that's that's the thing. Like everybody always says, well, the Senators aren't a cap team. Right now, they almost are. They're close. They are spending a lot this year, and they're locked in on a lot of these. And and a lot of these contracts are not like Dion Phaneuf seven million through two thousand twenty one. Bobby Ryan over seven million through two thousand twenty two. I mean, Craig Anderson. They they signed him to a two year extension that hasn't even kicked in yet, and he looks. He yeah. looks very 36 years old right old. now this season. And, and they've already locked it. They didn't have to. They they had all year to get a look at him and decide if they wanted to continue. And they already gave him an extension. I mean, this if 
it, you know, just purely from a cap perspective, they're already tight, let alone if they want to go back to what they usually have been, which is a team that's, you know, 10 million under the cap. And like, if you're, like, if you're Eric Carlson and you look at that, why would you, why would you want to stay? I mean, obviously his contract right. will be the year after that, but you know, you just, it just doesn't seem like a situation that's going to get better if he's making 12 or 11 or $10 million, why not? If, it seems like both sides for both sides, a trade makes the most sense, but hockey, I, I can, I can very sense. much see why Eric Carlson would want to explore other options. Now I can also see why he would want to stay. I mean, he's, this is where he's made his home. This is, is the only team he's ever known. He's got, uh, I, I think, he has a uh, his first child on the way. You know, there's not many of us would want to pick up and 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 move, you know, halfway across a continent uh, if we could avoid it. But hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, I don't know. This is, if, if he really does, I mean... You know, we talk about what is it that motivates a player when they get the situation. I mean, you know, is it is it about winning or is it about the money? I, I think you can make a case that if it's about either winning or the money, right. Ottawa isn't necessarily <laughs> a great fit for him. And plus, if it's about loyalty, oh, then that's yeah. a different well, loyalty. Then yeah, he's he's going to stay with the Senators, but he his comments at least have seemed to make it pretty clear that maybe it's not. And and let's be honest, the Senators franchise is not one that has really earned a lot of credibility in the, in the loyalty department. I mean, they've had bad breakups with just about every star player they've ever had. So for them to suddenly turn around and say, you know, we, we expect some, some loyalty back. I think, I mean, Eric Carlson has shown the loyalty by playing under a below market contract for years and never that I'm aware of saying one word of complaint about it. That's the loyalty. I I don't see why he's under any obligation to do it again. Telling you, we trade we trade Carlson to Nashville. Tavares signs in Nashville. We get Dowdy there the next year. This is your super team idea, super right? Super team, super team. Let's... And that and now the cap. And so that goofy thing I wrote for Vice last week about the super team was kind of based on the thing uh, on the salary cap being like eighty million bucks in two years. And now next year it might be eighty or eighty-two million. So already already that's some extra money that I didn't think was going to exist. So. It's never going to happen. I know this. I'm an idiot, but I'm not stupid. But man, would that be... Can you imagine just going down the middle, Ryan Johansson, John Tavares, Kyle Turris, throwing out Roman Yossi, P.K. Subban, Eric Carlson, Matias Ekholm, Drew Doughty. And you could do it. You just got to take a little short-term you know, discount. Yeah. Not, 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 not saying anybody signs a seven-year, $35 million deal. Just like two years. Go there and win a couple cups, then go get some money after that. And like I told you, the, the, the two great. things I love about this this idea, number one, hockey fans would lose their minds. Oh, it'd be great. Hockey fans would absolutely hate this. And and by the way, every now and then, like when the new CBA comes around, I hear hockey fans who are like, they should put a they should put a cap on the player contracts. They should put a cap on, you know, shorter contracts. They shouldn't be one guy shouldn't be able to get twelve million a year. 
And it's like, if look at the NBA, as soon as you artificially limit what each player can make, then this is what you get, right? The players go, okay, well, if I, if I'm going to make the same money in any team I sign with, I'm going to pick right. the team I want to play with. And then suddenly it's like, oh yeah, like you, you're sitting there in like Winnipeg or Columbus going, oh yeah, we'll get a lot of players. And yeah, no, they're all going to LA and wherever else. But the other thing that'd be beautiful about this is watching this super team like roll over the league, win 60 games, and then lose in the first round because some minor league goalie went on a hot streak for yes, two weeks. Right. And that's all it takes to, you know, and then they like, they lose to the, uh, they lose to like the Minnesota Wild because Devin Dubnik got hurt and, you know, some, some guy who once played high school in Minnesota shows up and, <laughs> <laughs> makes 57 saves a night and that's that's hockey and you're out that would be i mean like in basketball when you have all the best players there's so much there's so there's not there's really no luck involved in basketball it's just guys who are good at no. shooting and rebounding and passing are just good at it and then the team is good at it but in hockey there's at least enough luck and randomness where the the 150 point regular season team won't necessarily run over everybody and it's right. not a foregone people are like oh yeah i want to really no. get bored until the stanley cup well it, well that's it, it because you wouldn't, i mean the nba is i'm not a basketball fan but the nba I, I don't understand how people sit through an entire season and three rounds of playoffs when it's it feels like we all know who who's playing in the final on on, on opening night the playoffs, like, the, the playoffs, I agree, are kind of boring because yeah. you're just waiting for that. But like in the regular season, like there's ton. Like I was, I watched, I watched them. Um, was it Warriors Pistons the other day? Like there's, there's actually good. Like Celtics Spurs was a good game last week. There's always good regular season games when you have the really good teams. Yeah, and I'll, hockey only has like two of those, and it's just, and they're never on TV. So, well, that's like yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's yeah, it's because I, if I, if I, if I, I like vaguely follow the Raptors and. You know, they, they've been good for a few years and whenever I'm asking someone like, hey, are the Raptors going to be? They're like, oh, they could win the division. And I'm like, really? So they got a chance at a championship? And they're like, oh, no, 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 they can't. Like, they'll go out in the second round for sure. But yeah, they could. But hockey wouldn't have that because of the whole lucky wouldn't. bounce coin flip situation. Especially, yeah, especially these days. Like, because that's the thing. Like, if you're if you're old enough to remember, like, the Islanders days and the Oilers days, especially the Oilers days, like... On the one hand, that team was amazing. And if it, like when the Oilers came to town, that was a really big deal. You could go and see the Edmonton Oilers just, I mean, it was this, this phenomenal team. But there was also kind of a sense that, like, I, you know, yeah, how invested can you get in this? I mean, like the NHL went, and this is obviously the other extreme, the NHL had a stretch where for 13 years, Three teams won 12 of the 13 Cups. It was four Montreal, four Islanders, and four out of five Edmonton. Like, you know, when when the uh, when the Oilers and the Islanders played each other in back-to-back finals, that was awesome. Because you were like, yeah, this is it. This is the matchup we've all been waiting for. But it was kind of in that NBA vibe where for the rest of the year, you were like, oh, this is, yeah, yeah. we all know where this is, this is going already. But it, you're right. It wouldn't be that way now because even, even today, a, uh, an NHL super team would not be what those Islanders and, and Oilers teams were like. Like the gap just can't get that wide in today's league. And I still think, even though it's you know maybe it, it, like even let's say it's a foregone conclusion that Nashville will go to the Cup final or whatever. 
I would still like to watch Nashville trounce somebody in game 22. You know, like I'd still like to watch them just yeah. murder someone in game 35. But I get it. NHL, that, that, that was the best part too was the comments was – like I knew when I compared them to the NBA, people would have been like, "Yeah, the NBA. You want you to go watch LeBron get carried off with a toenail injury?" Like I knew there was going to be that stuff, but I was surprised by the the number of people who were like, "Oh, we're going to ruin the best regular season in sports," and I'm like, "What? What? You mean you mean the NFL regular season? What do you? What do you oh, you mean the NHL? You really like? The, oh, because you never know. It's so tight in the standings. Like the Metros, yeah. there's only four points separating. Like, yeah, I mean that's that's great, but." I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, yeah, I don't. Really no, I care don't about that. But I, you know, like uh, all the, the the parody in the NHL doesn't create the best regular season in sports. Yeah, right. it creates the best first round of the playoffs in sports. The first round of the playoffs is fantastic because you got sixteen teams, and you, you're right. You don't know who's going to win, and you know, like it's it's all these different things happening. Like I don't, I don't know. I, I'm maybe not getting the same mid-december broadcasts as as other people if they if they think the six-month regular season is is the best in sports but yeah yeah i don't know it'd be how about this let's make this deal we make the predator super team happen Mm -hmm. but they have to keep pecker and angle yeah that's how we even it up for everyone else that just to give them a chance for both the years you don't yeah yeah, that that, that, can't. that that is the part of the super team where if I was like, oh, right, they need a goalie. Who's a free agent that year? Oh, look at Bobrovsky's available. Let's give let's give okay. him Bobrovsky for for five point five million that year. Yeah, Rene would Rene would kind of level the playing field because you know he would just stink for two weeks during the season and then for like an entire round in the playoffs, and that would give the other team a chance. I'm I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, that's fair. That's it. I want to see a super team winning games. Because that's that's what made the Oilers fun, you know. They they won every game, but it was like ten to five. So, you know, it was like I, I, that's that's what I want to bring back. Let's let's get uh, Pekka Rene and the Super Team. You don't even need goalies anymore, apparently, based on what the Vegas Golden Knights are doing. They're just throwing kids from junior in there. Yeah, Malcolm Subban couldn't make a save for for years, and now he's 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 a potential yeah. uh, the comeback Montreal player. Canadian, of the year. like you know, have. Carey Price gets injured, and you know some guy nobody's ever heard of just gets dropped in, and gets oh yeah, it turns yeah. By the way, I'm almost as good as Carey Price. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> I'm just gonna show you now, and like basically every every goalie in this league is is I mean, look at the, the Leafs. They, the Leafs and Oilers play on Sunday night. The two young offense run and gun teams, and they play. A, there's a goal 30 seconds into the game, and. And that's, that's it. It, it that's finishes it. one nothing as Curtis McElhaney makes forty one saves. Uh, and uh, that happened last night. Is- that happened last night too, almost with the Rangers Dallas game. Like I didn't get to see it, but I check it on my phone and I see that the Rangers have ten shots through two, and like Dallas has like thirty five, and it's one nothing. And everyone's like, "Wow, Lundqvist yeah. must be playing really well." No, actually, Pavlik's in that tonight. Oh, really? And it was one one. Literally, every NHL goalie is just there's. There's every single NHL goalie, and then there's like Anti Niemi, and that's it. Those are the two categories. <laughs> you just got poor Anti Niemi just with his like with his bag slung over his shoulder, just making the rounds of the entire league, playing for every team in in one year, just knocking on doors. And every other goalie is exactly the same. Anyone anyone here need a guy that can give up four four goals on nine shots? Um, I'm looking for work. Uh, He's like the guy that no. the NHL just drops in every time. So you notice like he always wants every time there's a market 
where people are going like, maybe goaltending doesn't matter. Like Pittsburgh sitting there going like, yeah, we, we invested in all this stuff in Marc-Andre Fleury and this Murray kid comes along and wins a cup. Maybe goaltending. Oh, okay. You guys get anti-Nami. You're going to learn. You're going to learn your lesson for a little bit. And like the Panthers are like, I don't know. Luongo Reimer. I'm not sure. And maybe these guys are the same. Okay. So now you get anti-Nami and Montreal is like, hey, Carey Price, maybe is it, uh, you know, this kid is, is almost as good as, all right, now you're up next. Who wants him now? The Maple Leafs right now are just trying not to say anything about Curtis McElhinney because that means they'll have to get they'll be the next to get the uh, the anti you know you mandatory. know what, you know you know what we should do for the All Star game is just do it the way they've been doing it three on three but just clone Auntie Niemi twice so, so there's three Auntie Niemis that we can use during the during the, during the games and then this way it's just it's just no there's no saves there's just no goal or there's, it's just all goals in the all-star game there's no there's no there's nothing you know what they should do they should bring him to the skills competition and bring back like remember like the the silly breakaway contest where oh, they tried to do it like oh yeah like their equivalent of the slam dunk contest but then they had the problem where you need a goalie and so like the goaltenders would have to go there but they wouldn't actually move and then like at one point i think they brought kids out and they let the kids be the goalie Let's let Antinemi be the goalie and tell him to really try his best. <laughs> so it's like him doing his absolute best against like Patrick Kane in a Superman cape with like roller skates and a baseball bat instead of a hockey stick. And it's just like, let's see. Yeah. My money's on Kane. Yeah, he's like talking to like the, the person before he goes to that. So you want me to just get out of the way of the puck? No, no, no. You can try. No, you no. can try as hard as you this want. Is it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You literally, you, you will make... Ten thousand dollars for every save. <laughs> He's like, to a charity, sure. If you want, if you want to call yourself well, that, that's fine. You do with it what you want, but oh yeah, that's okay. So I think we've we've accidentally fixed the All Star Skills competition. Yeah did you want to, did you want to fix outdoor games? I knew that was I knew that was on your on your docket today. I don't know if you uh, if we still have that's, time to fix it, but yeah, I don't. I mean, I I, I kind of threw that out there, but I don't know that I have a. Yeah. Um, major fix. By the way, one other thing that I, I just want to point out about the Ottawa outdoor game that is just amusing me is it's being held at the football stadium, which is oh, right. not a very nice football stadium. It, it's it's fine. It's a CFL stadium. It's it's old. They've renovated it. They they made the area around it really nice, but it's it's not like I mean the football stadium here looks like a high school football stadium from, from the U S but they've also, meanwhile, they've also got this rink at parliament Hill. And originally that's where they wanted to have the outdoor game. And they just logistically couldn't, couldn't do it. They couldn't figure out a way to, to have the outdoor game there, but they still built a rink there and people can go and skate. And I think they're having the alumni game there. And what's, what's making me laugh is I keep seeing these ads and these, like these bumpers for, for the outdoor game. And every time they show the Parliament Hill rink, like there's this effort underway to just get like, if we just, maybe people will just think the games at Parliament Hill and not in like a dungy concrete football stadium. <laughs> is it that bad? Is it, is it worse than, I, cause I, I went to the, the Montreal Calgary one at McMahon stadium. I thought that was fine. It, it, it would be, it would be similar to that. Like oh, it's, I mean, bad. it's not, it's not a bad, but, but it's not like, you know, these outdoor games you're used to like tuning in and seeing this, like, Oh my God! There's it's the Green Monster of Fenway. It's it's this or that, and it's it's not that. And Parliament would have been that. That would have been awesome to have like the Parliament buildings right behind and and everything. But they just, I guess, they just couldn't figure it out. But um, yeah, I, I like I saw a bunch of ads 
this week and they kept showing the parliament hill and like the buildings in the background and i'm like that's not where the game is and it's going to be fun on saturday here when like a bunch of fans show up at parliament hill looking for an nhl game and are disappointed to find out that they gotta they gotta take the bus down to the football football stadium they're just parking their cars and sitting on the on the roofs and trying to figure out if they can get a good angle to see the game do you you see her carlson out there no maybe they traded him i don't see anybody what's going on i don't see it's kind of weird. Yeah. I guess they, they really did. They took this rebuild seriously. My, my, yeah, I did. I was going to say, Go my, ahead, I was gonna say my, 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 my outdoor, my, my outdoor solution is either two games a year, one in Canada, one in the U.S., and that's it, or yep. 31 outdoor games a year where everybody gets to have an outdoor game. One or the other. None of this meeting in the middle, four, six, whatever it's going to uh, be outdoor. The sixth the year with six was so. That was that too was much. So that was crazy. That was, that was like, I, I, sorry about the lockout. Here's a bunch of outdoor games. I would say two games. Um, I'm open to the idea of moving the all-star game outside, mm-hmm. kind of killing two birds with one stone. But mm-hmm. the other thing I would do is if, if you're only going to do two games, you got to move it around and you got to work more teams into this. It, it can't be like, you know, we joke about the Blackhawks being in every outdoor game, but I mean, it can't be the same half dozen teams every single, every single year. Like you got to move it around. And it's weird because the NHL doesn't do this with the all-star game. Right. The NHL doesn't like when it comes to the all-star game, they don't say, Hey, look, this is our marquee event. We need good TV numbers. We need to, you know, to, to really make an impact. So it's the all-star game could only ever be in Chicago, New York, LA, like five places. Don't give them ideas. They move it around, right? They're like, you know, you, they'd never be like, no, we can't have an all-star game in Carolina. I'm sorry. There's, there's just not, uh, it's, it's not going to do big ratings. We can't go to Columbus. They understand that. No, you got to, move this around and uh i for some reason i don't know like you know i get that you don't want terrible teams in your signature events but you know this year with both ottawa and buffalo notwithstanding but like the fact that tampa hasn't been in an outdoor game is kind of ridiculous or the fact they haven't found a way to get like the dallas stars into a game like right right let's figure this out and let's not have it be Chicago, Pittsburgh, Washington, Philadelphia, and some combination every single year. And then Buffalo once every ten. Buffalo is just the the, the once the once Wait a decade team that comes back. I still say Tampa, Nashville, at Bristol Motor Speedway. It won't you won't pack the place, but it would still be great. Two two super awesome, good, fun, fun to watch teams. I never heard that idea before. I like that. Where are you, are you being serious? No, no, I'm no. I, I've oh no, I wasn't sure because I feel like I, yeah. I, I feel like I shout that one a lot, but I, I forget if I'm shouting it into a microphone or I'm just like crying in the shower, and I'm just like, I want Tampa Nashville in an outdoor game, maybe, and I, I just forget where the context is. Maybe, maybe it was on your other podcast. Oh, are we gonna do this now in front of everybody? Can we just wait till no. we get? We, let's no. wait till we get what? home to talk about it. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't want to make a scene. Don't do your, don't do this. Do your reader questions. They're so important to you. <sighs> You're important to me. That, that's that's what's important. Uh, we got a we got a mess of them. We got a ton of them. We got a bunch yeah, of questions. We, we went and asked like four different times. Yeah, we got we, we got, got a we got a cool new. We cool once new again left ourselves four minutes to do them. Well, it's ten fifty one right now. We have a good solid seven or eight minutes to get to these. Oh, here you go All from right. uh, Tim, who goes by T Viper twenty one. Do you think his last name is Viper? Do you think like he's he's like part snake? Like he's I don't know. What teams are 100% toast at this point? Red Wings and Senators? Do you guys see any dramatic changes coming to those clubs? 
I feel uh, like Buffalo, Arizona, and Edmonton are toast, and Ottawa's even, toast. Even Edmonton, I'm not. I'm not fully willing to say toast. No. I, I, yeah, and I, I. But again, this is me. This is the same. I did the same thing with Tampa and Dallas all last year. So I, I will be right there to, for for. Yeah. Right till the end. Way too long. Way too long. I, I mean, Buffalo, obviously, Arizona, obviously. I feel like Florida is there. I feel like Detroit is there. I Ottawa is almost there. But the the thing with Ottawa is, it, you know, the, the Atlantic is, is easier. I, I, up until they let Boston play some games. Like, why is Boston five games behind everyone else? I know. <laughs> that is really screwing up the standings. And it's screwing me up because I get I hear from angry Bruins fans every single time. Every time I make some reference to like, oh, the Canadians moved into a playoff spot, and like some somebody's out there. Well, like on a points percentage basis, and it's like, well, yeah, but that's yeah. Let, let's that, that's my Boston should have to play. Boston has to play five games over Christmas. Just get caught up with everyone else. <laughs> All Sorry, in one day. Boston. But you All don't, in one day. Yeah, you, you don't think Edmonton's done? I feel like that's just too big a too big a hole at this point. Edmonton is they're eight points out. That's a lot. That's a lot of points now. If it was any other team, I would like if Colorado or Vancouver was eight points out, I'd say they were done. I just I don't know. I'm I'm I was so wrong about where this team was headed that I I feel like I'm I just have to pretend I'm still on board for at least a little while longer. <laughs> like, like I kept thinking like, all right, at some point they're going to pass Vegas because Vegas is Vegas. But now it's to the point where they're like 14 points behind Vegas with what 50 games to play. They don't have any depth. No one's making any saves for them. I, 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 I've been harping on this all season. I know people are sick of it, but again, you, when you, when you look at the standings and you say, Oh, they are eight points out with 50 games to go. There's so much time left. The Rangers were two six and two to start the season, and they were and they were probably four points out of a playoff spot at that point. And they went eleven and two in their next thirteen games, and they still weren't in a playoff spot. That's yeah. how hard it is to get out of a hole in the NHL where you can it just is. rip off twenty two out of twenty six points and still not be in. And Edmonton's it's, further out than than they were. So especially if you're like Edmonton, where you're chasing six or seven teams, like it's, yeah. a few of those teams are going to be almost as hot. And you don't gain ground. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you could definitely talk me into Edmonton, but I, I just like I'm, I'm hesitating on that, and I'm he- and I'm still hesitating just a bit. I talked you. Into, I talked you into a thing last year that I was wrong about. I forget what it was, but I, 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 I remember you not being happy about it. Whatever it was, there's was something you were like, yeah, yeah, I'm on board, and then it turned That's, out you were right. What the yeah, hell was didn't it? you? Didn't you talk me out of the my? I picked the Rangers to beat the Canadians, and I think yeah. you talked me out of that. Yeah. I really, I, and then they lost Rangers, the first, they yeah, lost to the Ottawa then too. God, stupid yeah. team. Uh, Mike Morton. Mike Morton wants to know if the Jets could walk away from Dustin Bufflin's contract, would they do it? Right. Yeah, now? that's that's. I mean, I don't think. I mean, right now things are going pretty good in Winnipeg, so they probably wouldn't want to do anything that would that would disrupt it. But yeah, I, I contract is is okay, mainly because it's only got three more years after this one, which is not, I mean, that's still a lot, especially if it's, if it's not a great deal, like he doesn't have any goals this year. He's, he's kind of seems to have fallen off. And, but I feel like in today's NHL, like the contracts that scare me are the ones that have seven or eight years left three years. I I feel like you can manage that. I feel like you can even trade your way out of that if you need to. So I'm going to say, 
that that was the, the the beauty of that deal when he signed it. Even though it was it was a high risk deal, it was only a five year deal. So that you know, you sign a five year deal, even if it goes bad right away, it takes you one year. You kind of go, oh, that's a fluke. It's, it takes you two years to realize it's a really bad deal, and then you know, three you can you can trade those deals, you can retain salary, you can buy them out. I, I feel like I feel like he's worth holding on to. This is with this three is, years left. This is a combination of a bunch of different questions, but thoughts on Seattle and thoughts on the idea that Houston could be a relocation spot for either Calgary or Carolina. Yeah, uh, I mean Seattle sounds like it's going to happen. That makes sense. Right? They've they've been in the mix almost every time the NHL has talked expansion going back to the seventies. So this it's it's the right time, and the the league talked itself into this idea that they absolutely had to have a Western team so they could balance the conferences after they moved Detroit and Columbus. So that's, that that's fine. I think they've, they've got, I, I mean, on paper, they've got a better shot than we would have said Vegas did a year or two ago. So exactly, uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm good with that. The Houston thing. I mean, Houston is, if you're going to give a team to Seattle, you need to have some other boogeyman waiting in the, in the distance that you can use to scare teams with, right? That can be the the threat. And I think people are starting to take the Quebec thing a little less seriously. So now it's Houston. I mean, yeah, now it's Houston. The Flames are moving to Houston. Like we can just we can put that out there. That's that was the thing that came out this week where you know they they want their arena and they you know they they have to sort of play the politics to get it. But they're not the the like Calgary is one of the fifteen best hockey markets in this league easily. So they're not going to move to some some place like Houston, and they can't. It's not like you can't just, as an owner in the NHL, you can't just pick up your team and move it wherever you want just because you didn't get didn't get a an arena or or didn't get this or that. So, uh, I, you know, some of the other teams that are struggling more, maybe more of an option. Carolina's apparently got the ownership sorted out now. Florida would be the big one, but again, then you get into the East West Conference thing. So, uh. I don't know. I'm not sure where a team for Houston comes from, but they're they're probably next in line. Uh, but next in line might have to wait a, a long time. I still say there's too many teams in the New York area. There's two NFL teams. There's two baseball teams. There's three hockey teams. It makes no sense to me. It's just there's just not enough. Like, so but, contract the Rangers. Is that get rid of the Rangers? By the way, oh. congratulations on the Ranger to the Rangers on being the richest team in the Forbes uh, valuations at one point five billion. Because it, it's a great story for America because it shows that you don't have to be successful to be rich. You can just and just like just a it. reminder to all the the Forbes readers out there: <laughs> do not pay any attention. The NHL has disavows the Forbes rankings. They are way too low. The NHL has way, way more money and way more financial success than Forbes gives them credit for right up until it's time for a lockout, at which point the NHL is poor and destitute and on the verge of bankruptcy and desperately needs a brand new system. And they can't show you the books to prove it. Well, that's this week's episode of, of uh, Vice, Vice Sports' podcast, Biscuits, a hockey podcast. Thank you for listening. Sorry for just cutting off Sean there as he was about to make a good Forbes joke. Finish your Forbes joke. Do your do your Forbes bit. Yeah, I'll, let's let's. Finish I don't. It. I don't. I, I don't have a Forbes Forbes bit. You probably <laughs> did me a favor by by cutting me off there. Yeah. So uh, check us out on Twitter, Vice Biscuits. Uh, go to the iTunes and hit five stars and 
tell us how awesome we are and read our internet words on the internet. And uh, thanks again for listening. Thanks, everybody. And uh, yeah, please, please listen to our podcast and nobody else's. God damn it. Why do you hate me? Why do you do this to me? Goodbye, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.